0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh. And I just want to thank you, Lord. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 thank you lord amen 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 it's personal amen it's personal amen it's, amen it's personal <laughs> it's personal well, it's personal. <laughs> it's all about that relationship that we have with God. Amen. It's personal. Amen. Amen. Y'all excuse. No, I won't say excuse me because I don't mind taking a flight. I forget about who's here. I don't care. It's about me and the Lord. Amen. Amen. And those moments don't always come. So you have to grasp those moments when they're here. Amen. So you get to move with the Spirit when the Spirit is moving. Amen. And just bless and praise God. and. I honor the Lord for all of you. And at this time, we're going to get ready um, to go live. Five, four, three, two, one. And we are live. Amen. Amen. You may have kind of shortchanged, but God is good. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 This morning, we want to invite your attention to the book of 1 Corinthians, the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 16, 1 Corinthians, chapter number 16. I believe that the Lord does have a word for us this morning. In fact, I know he does. I received it and I pray that we open our spirits and we will too receive what the what the Lord has to say to us. <clears throat> we're looking at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 16. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 9. It's very important that we hear what the Spirit is saying today. Because this way we may understand some things, why things are happening <clears throat> in our lives. Amen. Verse number 9 in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 16 says... For a what kind of door? A great door. For a great door and effectual, which means powerful, is opened unto me. And there are many what? Adversaries. Amen. There are many adversaries. And this morning we want to talk about the great door. The great door. There is a great door that God has positioned right before us, and it's up to every individual whether or not they will go into that great door. He didn't say, Paul did not say uh, just a door, but he put emphasis on it. He says a great door, and it was a powerful door. Now, I don't want to deal with the many adversaries just yet. We need to understand about this great door. Now, uh, verse 8, uh, uh, Paul talks about how he had traveled uh, to the place called Ephesus. Now, Ephesus is, uh, uh, means desirable. Uh, and then he talks about how he had to go to this place, and that was a reason. There was this great door that was open to him there. And the same way in our lives. Whenever God opens a great door, you can expect the enemy or enemies to show up. Amen? Now, let's go to the book of Revelations. Revelations chapter number 2. Revelations. Let's go to Revelations. And we want to see some things about uh, Ephesus. We need to learn some things about uh, Ephesus. Talk about that des- desirable. Uh, Ephesus is one of those churches in Asia Minor. <clears throat> but we want to see and get an understanding of what's happening here, this church with Ephesus. Revelation chapter number two. Now, n- chapter number two says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, he says, Write, these things said he that holdeth the seven stars in his hand. Who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Well, do not want to deal with the candlesticks because we want to deal with this great door. We have to understand about this particular church and then think about our own sins as being desirable. Verse number two says, um, as the messenger is speaking, he says, I know thy works. I know thy works. I know thy works. And my labor and thy patience. Now, when we look at that word labor there, we think it means working. But that word labor there in the, in the Greek, it means reduction of strength. Okay? Uh, reduction of strength, when you're going through pain and when you're going through trouble, when you're going through weariness, when you're going through grief, there is sometimes we have a reduction of strength. Anybody been there when you're going through you use your strength get weak. So and, and, and that's what's happening. See, all this ties into that great door that we're set forth to go into. Amen? So here he says, he says, I know your works. God said, I know your works. I, I know how you labor. I know your works. I know the reduction of your strength because you've been going through some things. You've been suffering. There's been some weariness and there's been some grief. He says, I understand that. And he says, I also know your patience. Now, the word patience there means to, to stay under or it means to endure. Or uh, uh, even uh, to the point of going under uh, trials, breaking trials. See, you're talking about enduring. You're talking about having some patience. If you're going to have patience, you've got to be willing to go through. Amen. And one thing about trials uh, and tribulations, what happens, it will give you patience. Amen. Because after a well, while, we'll learn that we can't do it in our own strength. Amen? So here he's saying, he said, I understand all about your works. I understand about the reduction of your strength. I understand your, your patience. He says, and how thou um, canest not bear them, which are what? Evil. In other words, he said, I, I understand all this about you. You can't handle those folks that are evil. You can't put up with that mess. And then he goes on to say, and thou hast tried them, which say they are apostles. Talking about false leaders, okay? Yes. And or not and has found them or what? Liars. In other words, you know, I understand you got a problem. You you did all this. You 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 didn't you didn't tolerate false teaching or false prophets. You didn't you didn't tolerate the, the lies. He said, I understand all of this. He says, I understand all of this. But then he goes on to say, and verse number three in Revelation chapter number two, it says, And has borne and has had patience for my name's sake. Uh, have labored, and you have not fainted. In other words, God said, I understand you have not yet given up. Revelations chapter number 2. We're talking about the great door. He said, I understand all this about you. I I understand that that in your laboring, you know, you you were patient, and and you didn't surrender. You know, you didn't faint. You didn't faint when trouble came. He said, I understand that. But watch what happens here in verse number 4. Remember now, this is the same church is where the, the great door is. And talking about Ephesus, okay? Same place, same place. They're here now, they're at the end of the book, but watch what happens. We can start off wide open. We can start off following Christ. But if we're not careful, we can get sidetracked, okay? Now look, look at verse 4. After all the, you know, um, God has a way of building us up before he shoots the arrow. Because right now he's getting ready to shoot the arrow. You know, Do he, he, you see how he built up? He said, I know all about your laboring. I know about the pain you've been going through. I know the suffering. I know about your patience. I know how you have not been able to tolerate people that say they what they are and they're not. But then he goes back after he gets through building up. And verse number four says, nevertheless. <laughs> nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Because thou have done what? Left your what? First love. He says, you've left your first love. He says, you've left your first love. In other words, what he was saying here is, he says, the passion, the zeal, the, the love, you know, wanting, wanting just to be with God. He says, yeah, you've left that. He says, you've left your first love. And see, when we lose, the, when we lose our passion for God, when we lose our passion to praise him and to glorify him and magnify and honor him, we really left our first love. Let's see, this is how we have to measure ourselves. Remember now, it's a great door. As he goes in and he 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 wins people to Christ. And understand that a lot of enemies, when it gets further along the way, all of a sudden these same people that had a zeal for God, that had a love for God, now they've lost their first love. They've lost the passion. Anybody's lost their passion before? Amen. I won't say it now because I won't put us on the spot. Amen. <laughs> the whole God, we won't do that. We, we won't do that. You know, we all know where we are, right? We all know where we are. We all know how it used to be when we first got saved. You know, it, it was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You didn't make a decision without Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know how, you know how it was. I mean, is everybody saved in the house? I might need to ask that question, amen, because if you don't, devil then it, then maybe because you've not been saved, you know what I'm saying, but 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 the fact remains, it's just we always consulted him in every decision that we made, but but what happens along the way, we uh, get kind of in a point where we think we can handle it, God, I got this one, no, that's the very one you're going to mess up on. The very one that we think we can handle because we can't handle anything. Amen. Now, let's, let's look at some of these doors. Because, see, God is setting forth a great door for every individual in this place and, and for the body of Christ. But it's up to the other doors whether or not we enter into that great door. Now, you'll know whether or not that door that you're about to enter into, you, you've got a lot of trouble going on because you're going to have a whole lot of enemies. Because what you're about to do for the kingdom now, not for self, but it's for the kingdom, you're going to have a whole lot of enemies. Now, let's go um, to the book of Acts, chapter number 14. Acts chapter number 14. Acts chapter number 14. Acts chapter number 14 is where we want to go. Acts chapter number 14. Are we there? Amen. The first door, one of the doors we're going to look at uh, this morning, that's involved in the door, uh, we'll find it in Acts chapter number fourteen, <clears throat> chapter number fourteen, because we're dealing with this, this this great door that's going that's set before us, Acts chapter number fourteen, and beginning at verse number twenty-seven. This is the first door. Amen. We're talking about the great door. Acts chapter number 14, beginning at verse number 27. Now we there. It says, and when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of what? Faith. He had opened the door of faith unto God. The Gentiles. He had opened the door of faith. In order to enter into this great door that God talks about in in 1 Corinthians chapter number 16 verse number 9, in order to enter into this great door, you've got to have faith. You got to have faith, and the reason why you got to have faith is because the people that you're going to minister to, the people that you're going to witness to, they've got to have faith too. So if you don't have faith to believe in, believe in the God that you serve, then how do we expect for those other people to believe in that God that we say we serve? Amen? Because there's nothing impossible with God. So the first door is a door of faith. And, and, and the reason why you got to have faith because you got many adversaries. Because whenever you've got a whole lot of adversaries, you will not continue to go forward if you don't have the faith to believe. God told me, this is a great door. I'm going through this door because there's something on the other side that I have to do for the kingdom. Amen? So that first door is the door of faith. Now, let's look at Acts chapter number 9. Thanks, Acts chapter number 9. Acts 9. Ooh, let's warm up here. Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Yeah. Acts chapter number 9. Acts chapter number 9. We're dealing with the, the great door. Acts chapter number 9, beginning with verse number 15. Are we there? And now, verse number 15 says, now Paul here is getting an assignment. Now, the word Paul there means to be restrained by the word. Anytime the word restrains us, it's because the word is trying to talk to us, and the word is God. Now, in uh, Acts chapter number 9, beginning with verse number 15, it says, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a what kind of vessel? Chosen vessel unto who? Unto me, meaning the Lord. So if, if, if you're actually going through some things, and, and, and there are many adversaries, and adversaries don't necessarily come in the form of people. Adversaries comes in all many different ways. Amen. Many kind of adversaries, the adversaries come in many different ways. But you got to, first of all, understand that you are a chosen what? Vessel. For who? For the Lord. Amen. For the Lord. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If you don't understand that you've been chosen by God, you'll never get through the door. I'm not talking about the regular door. I'm talking about that great door. You've got to understand you've been chosen, chosen by God to carry out that assignment. Because there is a great door that has been set before God's people, and, and it's, it's a door of witnessing. It's a door, it's a door wherein we're able to lead many people to Christ. Amen? Amen. We ain't talking about stuff today. We're talking about kingdom work. Amen. See that, that stuff is just added blessing that God gives us while we're along our way. Amen. Because when God blesses us, that don't mean we stop doing kingdom work. Amen. Sometimes we get caught up in the stuff and forget about the kingdom. Amen. And then we make our little, little, little harem our kingdom. No, 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 no. It's still about doing the kingdom work. It's still about doing God. So you got to understand now. First of all, you're chosen. See, it says the, the word says, Many are called, but few are chosen. You've got to have enough sense to say, hey, I want them chosen. Now, it doesn't matter what nobody else thinks, but you better know for yourself that you're one of the chosen. Amen? So then, and this is how we have to walk. It says, then he goes on to say, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles. This is his assignment. Okay? Now he goes on, He's and kings and the children of Israel. He's in, watch verse number 16. Verse 16 says, for I will show him how great things he must do what? Did y'all catch that? For I will show him how, it didn't say things, he said great things he must suffer for what? For my name's sake. So if you're suffering and you know it's not by your hand, then you got to understand it is by because of the namesake of Jesus Christ. It's all about who you are promoting. Amen. If you're promoting Christ, you can expect to suffer. You, you can expect it. Amen. You can expect to suffer. Amen. But you know what? There's a reward in suffering. Huh. There is a reward in suffering. You got to remember you're chosen. You're chosen. But in the process of being chosen, you're going to have to go through. You know, you got to, the Bible says you've got to suffer your way into the kingdom. That's what the word says. So we cannot exempt suffering and try to jump over into the kingdom. You know how it is. We don't want to go through the stuff, right? Hello, I'm with you. We don't want to go through the stuff, but we want to jump over into the kingdom. No, you got, the, Bible, the Bible says through much tribulation and suffering you enter into the kingdom. We like to throw out the tribulations and the suffering, and we just want to enter into the kingdom, right? We don't want to pay no dues. We don't want to pay no dues. Amen? We don't want to pay no dues. We uh, hear your Holy Spirit. We want a free ride. We want a free ride. We want to exempt all the stuff that causes pain. You know what I'm saying? Suffering. You know? We want to exempt all that. But God said, No, no. You have got to have that in order to get into the kingdom. Do you want to get into the kingdom? When somebody said, well, I want to go. Yeah, we all talk about going there. But listen, the Bible says the kingdom is on the inside of you. The foundation of power is on the inside. No suffering. You cannot enter into what's on the foundation of the power on the inside. How are you going to rebuke some kind of devil and lay hands on some kind of devil and you don't even know what kind of power you got? You don't understand the foundation of the power that's on the inside. I'll cast you out in the name of Jesus. And they look at woo Who are you? Paul, I know, but who are you? You know, that's why? Because you don't know who's on the inside. But once you know, you've got the, a foundation of power. You know what I'm saying? The foundation is what holds up everything else. And that, that, that power is on the inside. So we got to make sure we, we know and understand about this power that we possess on the inside. Y'all, I've been with Jesus this week. I don't know where y'all been, but I've been with Jesus this week. Amen. Amen. I've been with the Master this week. Amen. I get upset when I can't get no time with my Jesus. I'm just showing you just like it is. I get upset when I can't get no time with my Jesus. If I got a set time I spend with God, any interruptions, I really get minister mad and I get mad. I get mad. I'm telling you. The Lord, when you get in that time with the Lord, when you get in his prayer, you talking about how you worship him, how you can glorify him. Honey, no matter where you are, you can lose it. Don't make no difference what folk look like, how they sound like that. You shut all that mess out, and then you go, you ain't God. Amen? Why? Because you've been with him all week. You don't stop up the hole. You don't turn off the speaker because you come into the house of God. Hon, that thing's supposed to flow? It's supposed to be so powerful in you and in me. It'll touch somebody else. Amen? That, that's how it is. That's that foundation of power, y'all. Ooh, thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit. Whew, whew, whew. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. But you got to understand now, you go going suffer now. You're going to suffer. So you might as well get ready. Some of y'all already are suffering. You know to thank God. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Let's give Him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Give Him praise. Give Him praise for the suffering. Give Him praise. Why? Because that suffering is my way to the kingdom. I can get up in here and, Lord, I can cast out some demons. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is powerful, y'all. Now, let's go to the book of Hosea. Let's go to the Old Testament a little bit. Hosea. Chapter Number Two, because we're talking about these great doors, when we' talking about that door, of faith, Hosea chapter number Two. Hosea chapter number Two. Give us a minute to get there. Amen. Hosea, chapter number Two. Are we there? Mm-hmm. Hosea chapter number Two. Now we're dealing with the first door we dealt with before we can enter into that great door. Because God has some great work, God got great things for His people, so we see that we can't enter into that door without having the faith. We need faith to enter into that door because see with all the adversaries what that that ultimate goal is to prevent us from going into that door well when you when you see a whole lot of trouble and you got a whole lot of we got we got hurt, we used to hurt this word. Maybe not. Uh, I hope not. You know, the H word. You know, when you're going through a whole lot of H word. You know what I'm saying? You know, spell the other three little letters. You know what I'm saying? Then understand that the enemy is trying to prevent you from going into that great door. That, that great door. Now, not, not just the door now, because anybody can go into a door, but we're talking about a great door, okay? So, the enemy is right there to make sure you do not go through that great door, amen? So, so, so that's why I told you, just, just praise God for that suffering, because all that's part of the process, amen, to get into that great door. Now, the next part is, there's another door, which is called the door of hope. In order to be able to enter to that great door, not only do we have to have faith, but we've got to have hope, okay? Now, Hosea chapter number 2, verse number 14 says, Therefore, behold, I will allure, that means to, allure means to entice her, and he says, and bring her into the wilderness. Now, we have to understand that the wilderness is a place of disorder, Uh, It's a place where a mind without God. When we enter in that that wilderness state, that's because our mind is without God. Hosea chapter number 2, beginning at verse number 14. It says, Therefore, behold, I will allure or entice her and bring her into the wilderness. And speak comfortably unto her. Sometimes the only way we will hear God is when God has to bring us or entice us into that place of the wilderness. Where we get our mind without him. Because see a lot of times we, we get messed up. So he has to bring us to a place where we will not hear anybody except his voice. Because before we hear a whole lot of voices. But then then the wilderness is a place of disorder, okay? Now, watch what happens here. Hey, watch what happens, because we're talking about a door of hope. Now, verse 15 says, I will give her her vineyards from thence. In other words, that word vineyard, God says, I'm going to give you your blessing from out of the wilderness. Thence, it means wilderness. You know, your blessing is going to come out of that because, see, i got to bring you to that place because once I bring you into to the wilderness, then what happens is there you will come to know who I am because then you got to trust me. You know, me meaning God. That's what God is saying. Now, it says, uh, and I will give her her vineyard from thence and the valley of Achar for a door of hope. The valley of car for the door of hope. Now, a valley, the valley is where your ingredients are. Then the ingredients is not on the mountains. The ingredients is in the valley. See, what we don't understand, we always think we got to be on a high place to get something from God. Most times, God takes us to that place, but it's normally when we're in that valley experience that we really learn uh, and eat from the right kind of uh, get the right kind of nutrients. It's it's in the valley. It's in the valley. So, but he says there in in the valley of Achor, uh, that is where the door of hope. Now, the word Accar that means trouble. So, and, and, and while you're getting those ingredients and the nutrients that you need in the valley, God says uh, those nutrients is going to be necessary because trouble coming your way. And see, but you got to understand, trouble is also a door of hope. It looks like it might be contrary, but it's not. <laughs> no, because unless trouble come, we won't run to Jesus. Amen. So, do you understand the contrast now? As long as everything is going okay, then we think we, can, we, we got it going on. But the moment trouble comes, we call on God. So that, that, that that's a door of hope. Trouble is a door of hope. Hope of what? For, your, for us to get our act together. And so understanding there's a great door set before us and we can't sit down on God. We can't. Uh, yesterday, and this is funny, I, I was in the store and uh, uh, I bought this thing for Dr. Manley. And... um it's called a a sitting raccoon. And so I told him, I I said to him, not so much about the raccoon, but the sitting part. See, it's just like this. I I, I thought it was very funny when I saw it. And it, it gave me a message in my mind because sometimes when trouble comes in our life, what do we want to do? We want to sit down, back up, and we don't want to do nothing else. But we've got to understand that's part of those, that process. It's part of those doors. Faith, we got to have faith to go through that great door. And I can't wait, I can't wait to see what that great door God has for this house and for every individual. Because he said there is a great door, but we've got to have faith to get through that door. And then we've got to have hope in order to get through that door because trouble's going to come in our lives. But why trouble going to come? Because there are many adversaries there are many enemies that does not want us to go through that door. Does not want you to go through that door. Amen. So, but we got to keep our eyes on and mind on the fact God's got a great door and i got to enter into that great door. I've got to have faith. I've got to have, you can't give up y'all. Sometimes trouble comes is it's like one thing after another thing, this hit, this hit, but all of that's part of the process. So, we can't give up. The Word of God says, uh, uh, do, do not witness not to give up in your well, be not, not to give up in your well-doings. Do not faint. Be not weary. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Be not weary in your well-doings. Amen. Don't be weary That don't, don't give up. Don't, don't give up. Because if we can stay focused on why I'm going through what I'm going through, God said, I got a great door set before you. Accept everything that's happening in your life because I, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He said, what I'm doing is I'm positioning you to be ready to go through that great door. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't hardly wait. But, you know, I don't like going through that other stuff either. But I got to go through it in order to get there. Amen. Amen. But he said, that's a great door. He said, you got to have hope. You got to have hope. But we we can't forget that. Amen. Now, look at verse number 16. Verse 16 in the same book, same chapter. Mm. Okay, verse 16 says, And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord. That thou shalt call me Isha. Now, Isha means my husband. Now, I know on earth we got a natural one called husband. But God is the husband. See, that word, says, that means my husband is what it means. In uh, the Hebrew, it means my husband. Amen. Then he says, and shall not, and shall call me no more Ba. Now, beah, it means an idol. So at that time, um, people was calling God and and Baal with the same title. But God said, no, you don't call me that. You you don't put me, I hear you, Holy Spirit. You don't put me in the same pot with them idols that you got. That's what he's saying. You don't put me in the same pot. Now, he said, no, no. He said, "I'm I'm the one, my husband, I'm the one that takes care of you. So you know how it is, y'all. We got few men folk here. Y'all know how it is. Well I guess. You know how it is. How you, my husband's supposed to take care of the family, take care of your wife, you know what I'm saying? He said my husband, those are duties of the husband, to love and to care, you know, and have compassion. So I'm like I'm mean, am I in a foreign land or what? May maybe 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 I I'm just teaching the, the husband what that duty is supposed to be. Maybe, maybe that's it. That 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 very that very well could be it, you know. I, you know, Holy Spirit, He knows, but but you know, um, thank you, Holy Spirit. So you can't you can't have those idols there. You can't have those idols. Now let's go to Colossians, uh, chapter number four. Colossians, chapter number four. Colossians or Colossians, chapter number four. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Come on, that great door, that 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 great door, that that great door, that great door. That great door. We're, all, we're almost done. That great door. We're understanding now that there's a great door God has set before his people. Every individual. Understand that. Understand in order to get through that door, you've got to have faith. And the reason why you got to have faith? Because you've got them little devils out there that want you, do not want you to enter through that great door. See, some on the other side of that great door. We just got to be able to enter into that great door. But there's a process There's some things we got to go through in order to enter into that great door. Because God has assignment for his people. Then you got to make sure you don't lose hope while you're going through. So many people, God's people are losing hope while they're going through. God said, no, it's focus on the prize. Focus on the prize. Don't focus on, if I look at my troubles all the time, I listen, none of us will be anywhere. Amen? So you cannot focus. I always say, you know, if, if you if you got if you got a, a rug and it's got a, little, a stain on it, that's the best illustration. Thank you. If you got a rug, a whole big rug, and there's one stain on it, now if you keep looking at that stain all the time, that's where your what focus is, not about all the rest of the rug that's clean. Amen. That's why when it comes down to the house of God, you can't look at them, 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 them crazies that, that don't act right. You can't look at you got to look at those that do act right. Amen? Because if you don't, you will get your, your focus off track, and you'll miss that great door. So whatever the situation, God said, remember now, you know, the fight is not about you, per se, but the fight is about where you are going. If you can understand where you are going, it is a great door. It's a great door. That's why the fight's so great, because of where you're going. Now, let's look at this, 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 this last door in Colossians chapter number 4. Amen? Verse number 3 says, with all, are we there? Uh, New Testament. It says, He says, um, I'm going to read verse 2. Continue in what? Prayer and commune with God. Prayer is communing with God. We didn't make the word prayer so big to, to the fact that we don't even do it no more. Did we catch that? All that has to do is you're communing with God. You're communing with God. I don't know the right words to say. God, if, if we if we position ourselves, the Holy Spirit, according to the book, He will give us what to say. Amen. And sometimes we just need to shut up and let God talk. Amen. You know, it's like it's like when we go into prayer, we give we got a laundry list. You know how it is? A, better be a grocery list. Y'all, we understand more about Because with a grocery list, you list down a whole lot of stuff. Laundry list, you just go into the laundry, right? But talking about the grocery list, you, got, you, got to need, you need all these different little things. But when you going to God, you got all this, all this laundry list. God says, shut up, sit down. I know what you got on your list. I know what you need. You just listen to me, and I'll tell you how to get through the process. I'll provide for you. Do we not understand God got a divine supply? You hear me? When I say God's got a divine supply, we need to, as the body of Christ, we need to learn to tap into the divine supply. We all know our money's short. Somebody said, mm-hmm, yeah. We all know our money is short. We can look big. We can act big. We can act proud. But we, when it comes down to the end of the day, we know we just got some pennies and some nickels. Let's be honest. But see, the thing is, tap into the divine supply. See, the divine supply never runs out. The divine supply has everything that we need and some more. You know, we all can go to the divine supply, and it still won't run out. I mean, God been blessing people around here. It's been ridiculously crazy. I mean, I, I, I praise God for Ricky. Ricky got a good good report about his health. You know, he got a good report about it, about his health. You know, when he first went to the doctor, let's God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. See, we think divine supply is just about money. But let me tell you something, divine supply is about your health too. Amen. When he first went to the doctor, they told him he was about ready to go on dialysis. Well, years later, because it's, it's been some years, he goes to the doctor the other day and they tell him he's on the upward trend. He's progressing. His kidneys is good. His liver is good. You know how God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Got a divine supply, of everything he need. We need, amen. My sugar dropping, so I'm like, praise be the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey. Hey, amen. Let's go to Acts. I mean, Colossians, Colossians, I'm sorry. Colossians chapter number four. Amen. Colossians chapter number four. And we're gonna look at this third door. Amen. Amen. Because see, once we're set up and we got that faith, we got that hope, and now God is preparing us to do what needs to be done. Verse number 2 says, continue in prayer and commune with him and do what? And watch. Don't go with your eyes shut. Why? Because you got many adversaries. <laughs> you don't go with your eyes shut now. You don't do that now. Continue in, in communion with God and in prayer and watch in the same with what? Thanksgiving. Don't forget to praise him. Even in the midst of you going through, don't forget to praise him. Amen. Praise him for the end results. Not for where you are right now. Praise him for where you're going to end up at. Amen. He said that with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And verse number three says, with all praying also for us that God will do what? Open unto us a door of what? Alterance. Now, here comes the part about being able to speak, to communicate. Okay, praying so that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the, what? the mystery for, of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Now, in other words, that word mystery, mystery that means those things that are uh, uh, revealed, un- uncovering. See, you, what we want as the body of Christ, we want to be able to speak the mysteries of, of, of the word, revelations. So many, so many people, or so many—how um, how do we say this, Lord? There's a whole lot. That's not a lot of revelation going for, and when it comes down to the Word of God. See, we're talking about the mysteries. See, some things get to, be unco- they get to be uncovered. And if they're never uncovered, we'll keep our blinders on. But the great door that God is going to set forth for every individual and the body of Christ, he says, you're going to be able to release revelations. If you ever been around here for any length of time, and you communicate with other people that has not received the same teaching, they'll look at you like, wow, where you get all that from? Some of you have experienced that. But the fact remains, all that is is revelation. Most people, when you go in, and, and some, some folk been around, said, told me she had been some places, you know, they don't dig down into that word. They don't, they, they don't thank you, Sister Mosley, you said amen, amen. They do not dig down often in the word. Why? Because the preacher waits on, on Saturday night, possibly Friday, to get your word. Excuse me. You've got to be in communion with God. I want to know what God told you about me and what I need for my life. So I want you to get down in the book and begin to uncover some stuff and reveal to me what I need. I need to know the mysteries. I need to know the mysteries of Christ. You need to know the mysteries of Christ. Some folk have no idea there are other worlds besides this one. But the Bible speaks of it. But it's never preached about it. They'll think you're crazy and it's in the book. It's in the book. Oh, Jesus. I heard that baby said, Hallelujah. Thank you, little LJ. And LJ is witnessing to the word. Amen. He's witnessing to the word. He said, adults may not. He said, but I got it. He said, because I'm a miracle myself. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Amen. Amen. Do To be able to speak the, the, the revelations. And let me tell you something. When you begin to speak the revelations of God and the mystery of God, that's where your enemy shows up. You know why? Because the enemy wants the people of God to stay dumb. For such a long time, you know, now what what's happening, and I, I've been in I did it. You know, you, you think you can't hear from God. You, you don't have a relationship with God. It always has to come through the preaching. Excuse me, we read the same book. And you used to be like, okay, you know, we don't believe in our own prayer, but we got to call 50,000 people to pray about we ain't prayed not one time. But think about it. But, but but, the fact remains now that we've got to come to the understanding that, that there's so much in the book. And once we get into the Word of God and we... we Receive the revelations of the Lord. God will do great and mighty things. Amen. But that door that you're about to enter into is one where God is going to begin to release the alterance. You're going to begin to speak revelations, hidden mysteries that God has revealed in the book. Paul said, I didn't get this from nobody else. Paul said, Paul said, I went and he said, God taught me. See, that's why you have to sit still and listen to the Lord. Because see, God will teach us. You know, the Holy Spirit, he will will teach us. And then he goes on to say, and then he says, in verse number 4, he says, that I may make it manifest as, as I ought to speak, some of the revelations. Then he says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the what? The time. Walk in wisdom, redeeming the time. Understand, time is short. Time is short. Look around. You know, terrorists attacking over them. Power. Look around. Timing is short. Timing is short. And then the, the last verse, it says, let your, oh, 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 let me race up on this one. Verse number six says, Colossians chapter number four. When we go through that great door, we've got the faith, we've got the hope, and God has given us that mouthpiece to speak revelations and understand mysteries. Now, you've got to know how to handle those people that you're going to speak to. Amen. Amen. Now, look what the Bible says in verse number 6, chapter number 4. It says, let your speech be how long? Always with what? Let your speech be always with grace. That's what the book says. Let your speech always be with grace. Always seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. In that great door, through that great door, God says, make sure your speech is right. When I say speech, I don't mean uh, putting all your I's and your T's and all that. No, no, no. You make sure that that you ask the Holy Spirit to govern our mouths to make sure it's the Holy Spirit speaking and not us. Because a lot of times we'll speak and not the Holy Spirit. And see, our speech has to be, it says, seasoned with salt. Salt, you can have some bland food, put you some salt on it, it changes the whole taste, right? So, in other words, when the Holy Spirit comes on inside this vessel, that's that seasoning with the salt. It changes what we would normally come out and say the wrong stuff. So, God said, when you go through this great door now, you, I'm going to fix you up. I'm going to give you the words to say. But he said, I need to teach you before you go in. You've got to know how to talk to folks. Everybody don't know how to talk to people. Everybody don't know how to talk to people. But if we get in the book, the Holy Spirit will teach us how to talk to people. Some folks need a hard line. Some folks don't. But you got to know when to use a hard line and when not to use the hard line. Amen. you got to know when. Amen. But see, th- that's a great door. And, and, and going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 9, he says, Reason why he asked for prayer because of that great door. He said, "I got many adversaries. I got many enemies that's trying to prevent me from going through that door. Whatever door God got for your life, you better understand. There are a whole lot of enemies out there, and they're trying to keep you from going through that great door. Not not just a regular door, but it's, it's something great on the other on the other side. If if we can hang in there, y'all. If we can hang in there. If we can hang in there long enough." You'll be amazed what's going to be on the other side. You'll be amazed. I want the great. I want to enter in the great door. I want to, I, I want to be able to speak a word and see people uh, uh, salvation come. I, I want to be able to, to be into that situation where, where the Holy Spirit speaks and the power of God is so, so strong that we can lay hands on folk and see them recover. That we have to always take medication, medication. You know what I'm saying? Because that is, it, it is in the book. It can happen. But you got to go through that great door with faith. And don't be disencouraged dis- dis- now because you got to have hope. Because you got some enemies there that are going to try to keep you from going through. We know we got some enemies. Most enemies in our own household. That's what the book said. Here's the phones from your own house. That's what the book said. So God has given us all the answers. We refuse to listen to what he said. That's all that is. Surely not, Lord. That's my blood. That's my blood. No, you better watch it. You start going up the ladder and see what happens to that blood. Amen. See what happens to them friends when you begin to exhale. Amen. Exhale and exhale. You know what I'm saying? When you when you go from glory to glory to glory to glory, you watch what happens then. Oh, they think they this and they no. I am. What you say, Sister Annie? Uh, royalty. You better know who you are. We're all royalty. And the moment you think you're not rising, that's when the enemy is going to jump on you. Because he, you don't know who you are. But you've got, you got to wear it with grace. You want to rise it with grace. Oh, God. And I said, well, well, you know, I give glory to God. Because it's God. But I, I tell you now, that's a great door in everybody's life. It's up to you individual how you're going to go. You can backtrack, not go in if you want to. But the rest of you somebody will be standing right there. And then you have the enemy sitting there cheering on. They're happy because you, you didn't have no sense to go through the door. All these things that God's trying to work out in us. That's why suffering comes. That's why pain comes. Because he's trying to work some stuff out in us. Not in folk out there. He's trying to work it out in here. Yeah, it's in here where the working needs to go on. And so when you get to the door, you know I treat folk. You know, we won't treat them like we used to be treated. beat down. You know, talk down. You know what I'm saying? Because you know who you are in God. You know, not an arrogant spirit, but you know who you are in the master. Amen. We're king's children, y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Hand clap of praise. Amen. We just thank him. We honor God. We honor him. Remember going into that great door. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And I'm looking forward for that great door. Opportunity. See, the doors are opportunities. Don't miss your opportunity. Doors are opportunities. Think about how many opportunities may have presented itself to us and we did not enter into the door because we were afraid. Why were we afraid? We were trying to do it in our own strength. You know, God said we can do all things through Christ.